Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pal Sam Paniatovich is going to join us in just a moment here talking college football week zero, a little college football week one as well. Ryan Horvat coming up in 20 minutes, Anthony DeBundo in 40 minutes. Uh, we were just talking during the break about Carson Wentz, Ken, and comeback player of the year. Uh, Wentz is currently 200 to 1 at BetMGM. Uh, he's also not on a team right now. I floated Buffalo in hour number <laughs> one. But we're just, it, it does hurt his candidacy given that he's not currently on a roster. Like, there are, there are definitely teams like, I, I think Carson Wentz himself probably knows at this point that he's no one's handing him the keys to the castle, right? The keys to the franchise for 17 games. But there are unquestionably teams that could use him as a backup quarterback. And I'm not insinuating like like teams in the bottom half of the league. Like, why would you sign Carson Wentz when you could have like a young developmental? Like the Packers, for instance. Sean Clifford's the quarterback, too. They drafted him. They like him. Like, they should not sign Carson Wentz. Like, Sean Clifford can back up Jordan Love. And if Love goes down, then you can see what you got in Sean Clifford. But like, the Buffalo Bills who have Josh Allen as their starter, and that's like Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley. Like, if Buffalo signs a Carson Wentz, do you feel like we should just try and, like, find the Carson Wentz price? And I understand you need a Josh Allen injury for him to even, like, (laughs) have a chance to get there. But, I mean, the number's crazy, though, right? Like, am am I grasping here? Yeah, well, you're you're grasping, but like at the right straws, I guess, or something like that. We could talk about this more, obviously, up to the, the lead up to the season, if he ends up signing on a roster. I think you just have to be open-minded to uh, quarterbacks who who can be the, look, Gino was bad, and then he was good. He was coming back from being bad. You can be that. I would just, again, remind people, like, I would, most of your attention should be on star player coming back from an injury. Like, that's what I would spend most of my attention on. That's comeback player of the year. We'll do a little more of it coming up later here in the show. Ryan Horvat, who's going to host uh, Saturday morning tailgate starting this Saturday on the BetQL Network from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, getting you set to bet on college football. Ryan will join us coming up next segment. Anthony DeBundo going to give us soccer bets later this hour as well. It is the fourth day of Lochmas. Santa Locky, Ken Barkley going to give us thoughts on the Heisman Trophy and uh, if you mm. should bet Caleb Williams to go back-to-back or not. And then uh, who Santa likes to win the Heisman Trophy this year? Is it Drew Aller? I don't know. Uh, Ken will tell us coming up next hour here on the show, all his thoughts on Heisman Trophy. And Ken and I both off tomorrow on a phenomenal football Friday. So we will give you all our bets and all our thoughts for week three of the NFL preseason. We got a pair of games tonight with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Atlanta Falcons. And we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. So we know Anthony Richardson's going to start in that game for Indy. We don't know how long Richardson's going to play. The Eagles are not going to play any of their starters, but Tanner McKee, one of their backup quarterbacks. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the primary backup now. Like, Tanner McKee is, like, going to make the Eagles, and, like, they're not going to be able to cut him because he will get claimed by another team. He will go to the practice squad of another team if they cut him. And McKee's probably going to play, like, at least the second half of this game. I... I think I like the Eagles in this game tonight, but we'll have a spirited conversation with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts uh, coming up later this hour in the Power Hour. Nikki Football will give you English Premier League bets as well in the final hour of the show. We're just waiting on our pal Sam to join us here. Sam leaving a meeting. He'll join us in just a second. We have all the topics for Sam. I got to tell you, man, I'm getting pumped for college football week zero. I'm getting pumped to actually watch some college football this Saturday with some action on the line. And thanks to you, Ken, and thanks to some of the guests we've had on the show. I got a bunch of bets already in the accounts. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I'm, I think Sam will probably give us a few more. I have a feeling. I think Sam also. We've asked every guest about Florida, Utah. 
this week. I'm going to guess Sam has some thoughts on Florida, Utah, probably as well. Uh, I know, I know S- Sam has been texting us some thoughts about Florida, Utah over the course of the last week or so. And he joins us now here uh, on a tremendous football Thursday to break it all down. And we're also happy to announce Sam will be back with us on a weekly capacity during football season this year on Phenomenal Football Fridays, where he'll give us the chuckle game we hope every week. I don't know if we have a chuckle game this week from Sam. We'll find out right now as he joins us here on the show. Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. You can watch him talk sports betting on Nesson. You can read his sports betting writing on FoxSports.com. And you can listen to his sports betting podcast, Chicken Dinner. We just featured an interview with poker legend Phil Helmuth, which is pretty cool. Sam joins us now on the show. Sam, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Going well, boys. Honored to be back with you uh, for another football season. I think 80% of your audience is happy about that. 20% just will never like me, and I'm I'm at peace with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I know that you guys are excited because the info comes fast and furious, usually on Thursday and Friday leading into college football, um, at least to a given week. And, well, what did we have Cam Rising last week, quarterback at Utah? You know, they're still saying nothing. But I've talked to two people that are close to the broadcast. The game's on ESPN, and I talked to two guys who basically said he's not playing. And then I made a call last week to a bookmaker in Vegas who said he basically heard the same thing. And as we know, the under has just been blasted to oblivion. We bet under 47 last week, and there was some hope that we might be able to buy some back and then go under again. But, I mean, it's already 45 I don't think we can move it up two points just to go back down. It's going to be tough to do next week. But the under is gone at 47, and and we've seen that line, which opened Utah 9. You know, you're seeing four and a half now. So this is probably priced correctly without Cam rising. The issue, guys, is that Florida is so bad offensively. They have a new quarterback, obviously, Richardson's in the NFL. They have the youngest receiving core that they've had in a long time. They have injuries at tight end. They have injuries on the O-line. It's a massive Florida. So even at 45, I think that under has some life. And the updated market for that Florida-Utah game, again, like the numbers have kind of been bouncing around side and total with all the rising injury speculation. Uh, at MGM, Utah four and a half. Again, this was nine and a half at the start of the offseason, seven, seven and a half maybe like 10 days ago last week, four and a half now. And again, it's four and a half and we don't even have the official word that he's not playing. So maybe a little bit more movement there. And then the total open 48 and a half as Sam says, it's at at 45 now, which is a a really low total for a college football game, especially with like two good teams to have the total of 45. But like Sam said, Florida's not supposed to be very good this year. Uh, I hope they're better than the market thinks. Sam, why why don't we talk about some week zero games that that are potentially pretty interesting? Navy, no, I mean, it's just by rule, there has to be a centerpiece game because in every week there has to be a centerpiece game, even if it's like not a very good game. That's kind of Navy Notre Dame because the game's in Dublin and Notre Dame's playing in it. Notre Dame's a 20 and a half or 21 point favorite, depending on where you go. Total 49, 49 and a half. I think it's supposed to be rainy. I mean, you're in Ireland. What do you think's going to happen? Rainy with a little bit of wind. We got new offensive coordinators. Navy's going to try to pass the ball more, I guess, which is kind of funny because they're Navy. Uh, any, Even if you did not bet the game, any thoughts on Navy Notre Dame coming up on Saturday did not make a bet Ken and I'm sort of back and forth on this one I've made cases for both sides and I know guys that are on Navy I know guys that are on Notre Dame my advice to you would be please bet this at the right number don't be taking Navy at 20 and a half and conversely don't be laying Notre Dame at 21 21 and a hook I mean it's I I hate to even have to say that on a betting program but I, I know guys that are like oh I took Navy plus 20 and a half and I'm like yeah, there's a 21 at MGM, and they're like, ah, no big deal. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's literally everything. 7, 14, 21, when those spreads are around there, please lay the right numbers and take the right numbers. 
if you put a gun in my head, I would probably bet against Navy because I think it's much tougher, obviously, to install a new system with a new coach. I mean, Navy passing the ball to me just, just gives me hives. And, and the big concern is that what happens when Notre Dame goes up 14 nothing? I mean, then you're in blowout range. And, and then the Irish crowd gets into it, and, and it could be ugly. Um, I, again, lean to the favorite here because of the stability, and it's easier for Notre Dame to play its game in week zero than it is for Navy. But I, I didn't make a single bet on this game. Uh, my counterpoint would be Marcus Freeman. I know Sam's not telling you that, that he made a bet in this game, just that Marcus Freeman to cover a big price. We'll see what happens coming up in this game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Great to welcome our friend Sam Paniotovich back to the show. We'll be with us every phenomenal football Friday during football season. We look forward to it. Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. Uh, Sam, we've got USC playing on Saturday. The Jose, uh, San Jose State, Caleb Williams, the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner, and the Trojans, 30.5-point favorites, total 66.5. Um, any thoughts for you? It could be a bet could be a lean anything you've got here on usc and san jose state yeah i took 31 with the dog here you know they bring their quarterback back um which is a big deal for san jose state he was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country last year and and that will help them early in season the problem is you're you're facing maybe the best quarterback in college football but but i would argue this true number is probably like 28 29 and and you might say well, well what's the big difference is three points well that's an extra possession obviously so I think the offense for San Jose State has the ability to get me 17 points, and then I'll take my chances. I mean, if UFC, if USC, excuse me, I'm watching UFC highlights on the side of my screen here. If USC scores 50, I'm probably going to lose. But I, I think the magic number here for San Jose State is to get me to 17, and I think they have the quarterback to do so. They bring back a lot of those weapons on that side of the ball as well. And the one thing that nobody talks about with USC – they couldn't tackle last year. I mean, I remember them getting gashed by several good teams, including Utah. I know they got some transfers to ideally shore that up over time, but from what I can gather through, uh, through training camp and through all the practices leading up to this game, tackling is still a concern at USC, and, and that might take you to the over, too, which is in the high 60s. But I did take 31 with the puppy. Sam, you mentioned it when we talked about Florida, Utah already that, yeah, you know, we're, we're more than a week away from the game, or I guess a, a week away in Florida, Utah's case, but the numbers are already moving a lot to week one of the season injury information. Like we're not going to play any more games before these games happen. So people are already starting to register their opinions. We're already starting to learn who's going to play and not play a, a game next Saturday. So this is for week one, September 2nd, that has already moved a lot. And I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this team. Cause I have a strong opinion as well. Uh, at least on this team, this season is Purdue who's obviously replacing Jeff Brom as their head coach. They opened a six-point favorite against Fresno State. This has already been bet down to three and a half in a bunch of places. Again, this is a game noon next Saturday in week one. Uh, are you going with kind of the line movement in this game that maybe Fresno's more alive than we think? I think Purdue might stink this year, even with a transfer quarterback. Yeah, Purdue's going to be really bad. And not only did they lose Jeff Brom, the head coach, I mean, he basically brought every single offensive staffer with him to Louisville. I mean, there were guys that were grad assistants that he pulled over across, you know. So it's it's going to be a work in progress. And, and look, I watched a lot of preseason football this year, maybe more than most. Aiden O'Connell's been freaking good, man. So you got to replace that guy, too, uh, who was a six-year senior last year at quarterback. I mean, they are going to be playing rock fight football. They brought over the D.C. from Illinois to be the head coach. And, 
there's an identity change at Purdue. There's also a change in perception. I mean, that's a team that, that went to a bowl game last year, and now their win totals five. They are going to be very bad on offense, especially early. And uh, on top of all the departures, they already lost their number one wide receiver to a torn ACL. And they, according to a guy that, that covers Purdue, they are on center number three, which is not good. I don't think they have a fourth center, if you know what I mean. So just an inability to move the football, that's going to be paramount this year, especially early. We took a bigger number, but honestly, guys, I still think Purdue loses this game outright against Fresno. I had I had someone tell me Zach Eady will be the uh, will be the fourth center of Purdue. In fact, needs one for uh, for the season opener. <laughs> Sam, what about what about? That was good. I got a laugh from I got a laugh from yeah. laugh from both of you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Sam, how good. are you betting Heisman Trophy this season? I made one bet, and it's probably not going to win, but we can talk about it, right? Let me lay down like a therapy session. I look. I think Marvin Harrison Jr has a chance to catch 100 balls for like 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, last year he had 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, and they really, like, didn't use him that much. I mean, he did have 77 grabs, but I think this is going to be like Madden this year. They're just going to throw him the ball. His separation skills are otherworldly. He gets open. He can catch every single route. He is a monster, and in that conference, he's going to light up a lot of bad secondaries. There are not a lot of good secondaries in the Big Ten, Michigan has one, but that's about it. And those two teams don't play until the end of the season. I think Marvin Harrison at twenty to one is incredulous. Uh, he's he's maybe the best player in college football. I know it's usually a quarterback. Everybody's talking about Caleb and Drake Bay and Michael Penix and all that, but Marvin Harrison could easily win this Heisman if he does what I think he can do. And I've made worse bets in my life, that's for sure. Twenty to one on Harrison. Sam, we got like a, a minute left to go here. We can go anywhere you want. It could be a conference future, a team to make the playoff, a team to win the national title, which would be really interesting if you have some bets on that. Any kind of like season-long college football future bet, maybe a big price here in about a minute. Yeah, this is going to be something you probably didn't expect, but I love Buffalo this year. Maurice Linguist, their <laughs> third-year coach, has quietly, listen, he's quietly brought in two of the most talented classes in the MAC. And in the MAC, talent is sometimes more than half the battle. I've got Buffalo favored in eight games this year. They also have a new quarterback who transferred from Rutgers, Cole Snyder. You'd love to have a Big Ten quarterback playing for your MAC school. They have so much talent, man. I know Toledo gets all the headlines, but Buffalo is damn good this year. And MGM has given you over six at plus 110. That's my favorite total. It's not even funny. I love the Bulls this year. Uh, Sam, uh, when do you think we'll be chuckling for the first time here on You Better You Bet this season? Oh, oh, we'll have a chuckle next week for sure. I, you know, San Jose State is like close, but until we get yeah. the FCS, don't, don't worry, Nick. We're going to get the Fordham overs and the Holy Cross unders. We're going to get there, buddy. Just be patient. What was the what was like the one school that we were like betting a lot on incarnate word like who was it lad like yeah. it was one school that we were like like riding like overs on like the over train was like insane like the over the over total would get bet up like nine points over the course of the week I'm very excited for the chocolate yeah. game to return Sammy it, it was, was great incarnate to hear your voice, word my last friend. year in Presbyterian two years ago. Oh, Presbyterian, Presbyterian was the one I was thinking of. Presbyterian was the one I was thinking of. It's great to have Sam back on the show. He's on Twitter at SB Shoot. You got to watch him on Nesson, his, his uh, sports betting television work. Read him on FoxSports.com and listen to the Chicken Dinner Podcast. I had poker legend Phil Hellmuth on the show recently. Sammy, oh, good wow. luck with the bets this weekend. Stay well, and we will talk to you soon. Yes, you will. See you guys. Great Sam Paniotovich joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Man, love talking college football on the show.
Good news for all of us. Ryan Horvat joins us next, talking more college football here on You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.